Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you ever read the Tajino forums? Did you ever go there yourself? A little bit, but I tried not to read too much because it was... Tableau's friend from Stanford, Sean Lim, was living in Korea when the Tajino forums started accusing Tableau of lying. He remembers what it felt like at the height of the scandal. What, what, what was it like when it was really happening? What was going on there like? You ever been in a room of crazy people? Like, there's just the energy of it. Like, that weird electricity of people who are volatile and you don't know like if they're going to break things or hit you or you're going to get punched it felt like that in there like these people were so angry from vice and iheart i'm dexter thomas and this is authentic episode five consequences In just three months, the Taijinyo Forum had exploded to more than 100,000 members. Users were posting daily, sometimes hourly, and the crusade had moved offline. Members were finding anyone even remotely connected to Tableau and harassing them, trying to find information that might prove that Tableau was lying. 
Tableau's family and friends were being doxxed, and Tableau himself was under intense scrutiny, not just from the forum members, but from the public. A lot of people, even some of the same people who probably enjoyed seeing Tableau on TV, were starting to buy into the theory that Tableau was lying about his past. On August 2nd, 2010, what becomes Taijinyo's de facto leader by this point, wrote this post saying, Tableau and his family now cannot run away and they are broken down. Now, we need to strike and smash on the back of their heads with a birch stick. Tableau says that his label offered to introduce him to a lawyer, but he'd have to pay for it himself. He decided to leave the label altogether. So now, with no backing, no manager, no PR rep, Tableau was on his own, up against tens of thousands of anonymous forum members who were determined to take him down. But it wasn't just the internet. You couldn't even turn on the evening news without seeing his name flash across the screen. And people were starting to wonder if Tajinyo was right. It was starting to look like an all-out war. But it's hard to call what Tableau was doing fighting. It was more like complying. When Taijinho demanded his school documents, he released them. When a major news channel said they were going to do an investigative documentary and they wanted to interview him, he agreed. When the documentary aired in October, people watched him cry and try to explain that he really did go to Stanford. They also watched Taijinho members explain what it was like investigating Tableau. It's like a game. It's addictive. It's fun like being a detective in a mystery novel. Some members started calling themselves online players, like this whole thing was a video game and the objective was to catch Tableau. The media had given Tableau a forum to defend himself, but that just added fuel to the fire. After that documentary aired, Taijinyo membership doubled to almost 200,000. Later that same October, the prosecutor general in Korea pushed for the national police to finally get answers. But the thing is, the police had already been aware of this. Taijinyo members had been spamming government websites since August, pushing for law enforcement to get involved. This, combined with the growing pressure from the public at large, finally got the police to start asking questions. So Tableau went and got himself that lawyer, because it was clear that this was about to get very serious. It wasn't about his fame or his music anymore. Tableau was now being investigated by the national police for forgery of a private document. And Korean law's interpretation of forgery is important here because it's not just about, say, the financial harm you do to someone if you forge a signature on a check. Korean law is extremely concerned about the public's ability to trust private documents like contracts or bank statements or diplomas. So even if Tableau hadn't used his credentials for a job application or anything, the act of flaunting a fake diploma around on national television in the Korean government's eyes is causing harm to society's trust that is punishable by law. If Tableau was found guilty, that could land him in prison for up to seven and a half years. This is not the terrorism. This is not serial killer. This is just a cyber defamation. This is Seok-sa. In 2010, he was an officer in the cybercrime unit in South Korea's National Police Force. He says the decision to investigate Tableau was unprecedented in Korea. There had been times when the national police got involved in forgery cases, but this time, the police were intervening in a private citizen's life at the behest of an online mob. 
but I got a call from Blue House at the time. So everybody watching these cases. Officer Se got a call from the Blue House, which is the official residence of the president of South Korea, kind of like the White House in the United States. They let him know that this thing needed to be done by the book. No favoritism and no delays. I mean, as I remember, they just asked me to investigate correctly and finish quickly. I mean, just to put it into perspective, picture the White House telling the FBI to investigate whether Kanye West really went to Chicago University because a bunch of people on Reddit said he didn't. And then personally calling the lead investigator to say, hey, you better do this right. It wouldn't happen. Not just because he's a private citizen, but, well, like I said in the last episode, who cares if a rapper lied about their diploma? Well, in Korea, a lot of people cared. And like I mentioned, lying about your diploma is a crime there. And now it was Officer Su's job to get the answers that the whole country was waiting for. Why do you think you were chosen for the case? Our producer Stephanie talked to Officer Su. My, my boss think I'm the smartest <laughs> because at that time, I'm the only one who has a cybersecurity degree and certification. Officer Su first got into computers in the 90s. At first, it was mostly a hobby. He did get himself a gig making websites for K-pop fan magazines, but that wasn't satisfying to him. What he really liked was cybersecurity, so we started studying that. In the mid-2000s, when Korea's National Police Force announced they were looking for cybersecurity experts, he applied and got the job. By the time the agency picked up Tableau's case in 2010, he'd been there for a couple years, and he had the most experience in the entire cybercrime unit. So it was only natural that the case would go to him. On an early September morning, Tableau arrived for his scheduled interrogation at the National Police Agency headquarters in Seoul. Officer Sub spent weeks doing research. He'd collected every document he could get his hands on, and he knew he'd be able to catch Tableau in any lie. He also knew that Tajinyo and the press would be watching. So he had Tableau come on a Sunday when the front office was mostly empty and the press was less likely to be snooping around. And even then, they had him come in the rear entrance, just in case. Officer Su and a couple other investigators walked Tableau and his lawyer into a small office. They all sat down. Tableau on one side, and Officer Su on the other. They got right into it. No small talk. Officer Su started off with the first line of interrogation. There were a rumor he speak Korean, English, Chinese, and his, his IQ is so. 180. And so I asked them too. One of the biggest parts of Tajinyo's conspiracy hinged on how smart Tableau is or isn't. This meant that Officer Su would have to test his intelligence. And he figured the easiest way to do this would be to compare Tableau's actual abilities to the things he'd done on TV. And Officer Su had a particular baseline in mind. All right, now this is one of the funniest shows on TV at the moment. And it's in 2007, Tableau went on a variety show where the hosts had him play a game. It's it's a it's a Korean food with uh, it's got spam like. It was pretty simple. The hosts would write down some phrases in Korean, and then they'd have Tableau describe that phrase in all the different languages that he said he knew. Some beef. It's very. He does English. It's just a lot of stuff in it. And French. La, La mon amour. And Chinese. <laughs> and on the panel, 
their native English, French, and Chinese speakers to judge how well he's doing. His Chinese is okay, and his French is not so hot. But everyone sort of makes a joke about it because, after all, this is a game show. The guy who's judging Tableau's English is this Australian comedian. And he's got this kind of dry humor, and he starts critiquing Tableau. <laughs> he gives this caveat, saying that lots of Koreans who hang out with foreigners probably have the same ability. But that all things considered, Tableau speaks pretty good English. So he's obviously joking here, and people start laughing. Because, well, Tableau speaks perfect English. This wasn't a particularly notable appearance. People had seen Tableau speak English before, and he was now a regular on TV. A couple years later, though, as the scandal was in full swing, Tajinyo had gone back to any recording they could find to scrutinize everything Tableau said on TV, including this show, searching for any evidence of lies. And they didn't think any of this language stuff was funny at all. A post by Truth Is Out There on October 15th, 2010 said, Overall, his English skills are really not good, and it's logical to doubt whether he really was able to finish his graduate-level education and major in English Lit. There was so much talk on the Taijinyo forums about Tableau's language skills that Officer Su decided this might be an opportunity to catch him in a lie. The thing was, Tableau was very confident about his English ability, but French and Chinese? He hadn't used those in forever. So they actually had me speak. And uh, miraculously, I just like, like speaking in tongues. It came back to me for that moment. He looked very smart. Like, uh, I, I mean, he didn't provide if, if his IQ is 180 or not, but we know, we knew he's very smart. It was just incredible that they had put in so much time. Yeah. It spanned every like it spanned everything from my transcript, my degree, to each member of my family, um, my mom's childhood, my dad's childhood, uh, every place they worked at, moved to, every conspiracy theory involving anybody they know my siblings, uh, with my friends. I had to verify, uh, like, kids I went to school with. They dug into, like, my ex-girlfriends and stuff. Uh, like, just, it was just incredible, the sheer amount of things I had to talk to the police about. The interrogation went on for hours. I think it was very difficult to sit sit long time in those kind of chair and then He's tired, so sometimes... Around lunchtime, Officer Se called for a break. Everyone stood up and walked out of the room to get lunch. Tableau excused himself to go to the bathroom. Se also had to go, so he followed him. It was a tiny bathroom, so it was a little awkward. But the interrogation was officially paused until this break was over, so Officer Se wasn't going to say anything to Tableau. He was just going to do his thing and leave. But then, Tableau looked at him. He told me in the bathroom... Yes, I remember. Doesn't this end if I suicide? He asked Officer So, would this end if I commit suicide? He has kind of intention that he want to commit suicide to finish this old stuff. I, I said that? That's what he said. Really? Oh, I don't remember that. Really? Mm-hmm. 
do you remember was there ever a point where you were thinking about that uh it's quite possible that there's uh certain things i may have like compartmentalized in a, in a, i may have hidden it away somewhere i don't know yeah. but i'm genuinely shocked that that happened or that i said that to the police i don't remember like trying to kill myself or or like planning it mm-hmm. i don't remember it i just I, i don't i mean like i truly don't remember it Tableau and I hadn't really talked about this time period until this point. This was the time that Tableau had told me that he was barely leaving his house. Whenever I pressed him for more details about his daily life back then, what kind of things he was thinking and, and doing, he'd give me this caveat that he doesn't really know, and that anything he's telling me is secondhand. And my wife tries not to talk about this because this is a this is like pain for her as well. Yeah. She did say to me that It wasn't like I was completely broken down or anything. Mm-hmm. It just at times felt like I didn't have a soul almost. Like wow. that I was just, uh, I had been hollowed out and I was there, but not really. She said that, yeah, like it was almost if my soul had like just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I was just sort of like doing things. like on autopilot i gotta tell you the truth and honestly at times like i was confused whether or not i had dementia like i i literally said to myself did i imagine going to stanford like did i imagine my life before all of this you seriously thought that yeah because if the entire world is saying that that's what happened like uh, how am i supposed to make sense of that I gotta say here that when Tableau first told me he didn't remember this period of his life, I was a little skeptical. Maybe he didn't want to talk about it. Or more specifically, maybe he just didn't want to talk about it with me. But when I told Tableau about him asking the cops for advice about killing himself, the look on his face told me immediately that this man was not faking. His face just dropped. He was shocked. One of the few things Tableau had through this entire process was this sense of who he was, his sense of self. Even as he started to lose his grip on basic things like where he lived and what he'd accomplished, he'd never lost hold of his core. Not Tableau the rapper or Dan the Stanford graduate, but Tableau, Daniel Lee, the son, the friend, the father, the person who would never ever waver in that duty. He'd convinced his family this, and maybe more importantly, he'd convinced himself. But in that room with me, he found out that it wasn't true. He wasn't as brave as he told himself he was. And for a few seconds, it was like he wasn't looking at me anymore. He was kind of looking past me, like there was a mirror on the other side of the room. And in looking in it, he was realizing how much closer to the edge he was than he'd been willing to admit to himself. In the bathroom, he looks like he wanted to cry. Yeah, I cheered him up because uh, don't worry, the, you only have to tell me the truth. After they took a break, Officer Sa said he didn't really notice any other sign of emotion from Tableau. 
When they got back to the room and started the questioning again, Tableau seemed to snap back into focus. He was straight-faced and just centered on getting through all the questions. In the end, the interrogation took about eight hours. Once Sud decided he'd gotten everything he could from Tableau, everyone went home for the night. The next day, Sud started making calls. He had to take every statement Tableau made, line by line, and verify if it was true or not. He also collected more documents. We have to find if this document is fake or not. So we send this document to other organization, which they They sent the most important documents to government forensics labs for verification. They were not going to let anything slip through the cracks. Once they got them back, they analyzed everything. The entire process took about a month. Then we are getting the final result. And then I kind of had the confidence that he graduated the Stanford after I uh, analyzing all evidence. In October of 2010, the police were ready to announce their findings. At a press conference, they said the Tableau's paperwork was all legit. The Tableau's claim that he graduated from Stanford in three and a half years with a bachelor's and a master's degree was true. Tableau had never lied. Taijin Yo was wrong. It should have ended there, but it didn't. That's after the break. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. In October 2010, the Korean National Police Agency announced that after a thorough investigation, they'd found no evidence that Tableau had lied about his degree. For a lot of people, this announcement was enough. If the highest law enforcement agency in the country said he was innocent, then maybe Tableau really was who he said he was. But now, Tai Jin-yo had a problem. They had pushed hard for an investigation into Tableau, and this was not the outcome they wanted. That wasn't the problem, though. The police announced they were turning their focus away from Tableau and toward the people who were making these posts about Tableau. Taijinyo's request for an investigation backfired in the worst possible way. Now, they were the target. Why did you decide to do that? Why did you decide to pursue the Taijinyo? Yeah, because we have to investigate every cases we got. So I got the both cases from Taijinyo's side and then Tableau's side, so... Of course, I have to do my duty. Tableau wanted the police to look into the people who'd been harassing him and his family for months. And his words now held more weight, given that he'd been officially cleared of what the police now considered to be bogus charges. His lawyer had already printed out usernames and screenshots of what he considered to be the worst offenders. He handed everything over to police and was ready to sue for defamation. In Korea, defamation is a crime that's punishable by up to seven years in prison, about the same amount of time that Tableau had been facing for forgery. And the police took this just as seriously. And so this kicked off the investigation into Taijin-yo. Police had looked into online harassment cases before, but they usually didn't go anywhere. Before this, things that happened online still kind of felt like they were separate from the real world. But Taijin-yo was clearly very real. And this had been a highly public case, so there was a chance that this could go differently. Within hours of the police announcing the investigation, Chajinyo responded on the forum. Not to apologize, but to go on the offensive. On October 9th, someone with the username C. Dave Lee made a new post with all sorts of new accusations against the police. It read, The police didn't follow their operating procedure rules. It seems suspicious. We urge the police to conduct a fair investigation. We are already in the middle of hiring lawyers, and we promise to actively react to the investigation. Even they told us during the investigation, we're going to file laws against you guys. You guys, detective, going to go to jail. They asked the surveillance camera the video recording so that they can use that evidence to file a law against the police detective. 
So we are kind of scared because they are threatening us. It seems like not a good idea to harass the police when they're investigating you, right? Mm. Like, but you kept you kept investigating. Yeah. Of course, that's my duty. Even Officer Sub began his investigation by trying to track down some of the real names of people posting on Taijinyo. In order to do this, he needed access to the data on Naver, the platform Taijinyo was on. Because to make an account on Naver, you used to have to provide a government ID number when you signed up. So even if you're publicly anonymous, Naver knew who you were. But Naver wasn't willing to just hand over all that personal data for every single member. So Officer Sun narrowed it down to a smaller list of the really egregious posters, and he got a warrant for them. Naver handed over those addresses and phone numbers, and Officer Sun started calling people up. And pretty quickly, new forum threads started popping up, with people nervously talking about being called into the police station. Then, just days later, Taijinyo members logged into their accounts to find that the entire Taijinyo forum was gone. The police had discovered that what becomes the star of Taijinyo had used a fake government ID to sign up for his account. And in Korea, that is illegal. At this point, police wanted all the data, and Naver agreed to give it to them. Su says he was about to request another warrant to get the site shut down, but Naver did it for them. At this point, Naver figured that it was in their best interest to comply with the investigation. But it was never going to go that easy. A few hours later, a new forum showed up. This one was called, naturally, Tajinyo 2. And people started flooding back in. Even some of the old posts were intact because a forum member had saved them. This was not a shutdown. This was a hiccup in the operation. Tajinyo was back on, in full force. But the celebration didn't last for long. The police were pulling in members one by one for questioning. And of course, the word got out. If a forum member went dark for too long, people started wondering if they'd been called in and what happened to them and who was next. In the span of days, the forum's mood morphed from righteous euphoria into anger into a slow, collective freakout. And they were struggling to stay focused. How many usernames do you think you went through before you started to narrow into the the people who were the worst? More than 200 or 300. It took Officer Su months to go through all those usernames. But by January 2011, he'd finally narrowed it down to a list of people he thought he could charge with an actual crime. And how did you decide who was going to be the worst of the, the people who you were going to investigate. I mean, the frequency, how often they post bad work, and how serious the contents of the posting. And then, if this is uh, true or not. At its height, Taijinyo had had around 200,000 members. But after the shift in public sentiment, and the shutdown of the original forum, and especially the investigation, the ranks were dropping. Taijinyo still had tens of thousands of members, but they were fighting what was starting to look like a losing battle. In January 2011, after three months of interrogating Taijinyo members, the police announced the results. Stanford, 
11 people were being charged with defamation. This announcement happened in January, but it would take more than a year to finalize everything in court. But before it could go to trial, two people came forward and apologized. One person even got their family involved. It was a girl and her dad showed up to my house. I was like, please, please don't come here. Since Tableau was the person who brought the charges, he also had the power to rescind them. And I kept telling him to leave. And eventually he did. I had the security come up and, you know, tell him he can't be here. Right. But then as he left, you know, like this, this father looked like he, you know, he wasn't doing well in life, you know, and this was just another huge problem on his part. I actually ran out and he said that his daughter had been struggling with like like skin problems Mm -hmm. and um this like drove her crazy and she like regrets it but that was the reason for her anger just in that moment like the way that person looked like the way that person's father looked i just you know i'm fighting this like I'm, i'm fighting this person I let that person off the hook. Another person also apologized to Tableau, and he agreed to remove them from the prosecution list too. The other nine people stood trial for defamation. All of them were found guilty. The ones who posted about Tableau's family got the harshest sentences. Most of them got probation, but three of them were sentenced to eight to 10 months in prison. This was a landmark case. Korea already had laws on the books against defamation, but it was difficult to bring that to an actual conviction. In part because the justice system tended to err on the side of caution when it came to freedom of speech. But attitudes about online harassment had shifted, and Tableau's case was extremely public. No other defamation case had gotten this kind of attention. This wasn't exactly a win for Officer Suds. There was still some unfinished business. I mean, the most but important the guy is uh, what becomes. When the original Tajinyo forum was shut down, what becomes had more or less disappeared. But Officer Su was still looking for him. I still remember he's living in the Chicago. I found his name and I found his cell phone number. And then I called him from Korea. And did he pick up? Yeah, he picked up. What did he say? That's next time. Unauthentic. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Authentic is a production of Vice Audio and iHeart Podcast Network. Produced and reported by Stephanie Kariuki, Minji Koo, Kate Osborne, and myself. With Janet Lee, Stephanie Brown, and Sam Egan. Sound design and original music composition by Kyle Murdoch. With additional support from Natasha Jacobs. Our supervising producer is Janet Lee. Editing from Lacey Roberts. Fact checking by Minji Koo and Nicole Pasulka. Our executive producer and VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. From iHeart Podcast Network, executive producers Nikki Etor and Lindsay Hoffman. Thanks also to NBC for the documentary Tableau Goes to Stanford and their show Hotel Muel. I'm Dexter Thomas. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you dig it, give us a rating and a review. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.